0: sweet scared storytelling please do it we need you <laughs> so badly yes okay all the goodbye and goodbye
1: and all the kissing is kissing.
2: what is flat black plastic what could it be it's exactly what you think it is flat black You know that means? Time for some call me Tim. Here on Mutiny Radio. Show we usually talk about God and stuff. It's called. There are some who call me Tim. There it is. Uh, is. Some call me Tim. Usually talk about God and stuff. I unfortunately am a dumb dumb and. Haven't booked anybody for August. I just looked at my calendar and I was like, "Oh, I haven't booked any guests at all this month. That's crazy." So uh, we'll go. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll play. I'll play one from the past. Um, we had some. We've had some good shows recently. Last week was pretty amazing. Um, talking to the Christian girls, I really, 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 really enjoyed it. Uh, they were just lovely human beings and made me feel like made me feel like they cared it almost felt like I was a Christian again it was weird Uh, I'm telling you it was weird anyways it was fun though Uh, I could play that one from last week so that I can listen to it Uh, I hope you guys are all having an okay day (sighs) my uh, I, I wish I had someone to talk about God, with today, or you know, belief, something like that. I'm like, I wish I could believe in something like myself. Okay, here was last week with the nice, nice girls. Eparsecs. Tim's Tesseract.com. Tim's Tesseract.com. It's two o'clock. When you hear the trippy music, you know here at Mutiny Radio that it is time. It's time for the show where we talk about higher powers what people believe in here on some call me tim i always try to time this right some call me tim there it is there's the sound i was looking for uh on today's podcast we have lynn chen comedian uh I'm assuming she is a person of faith. Yes, I am. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Awesome.
0: I'm also joined by my best friend, Christina. Hi,
2: Christina. Hello. Yay. <laughs> so the first thing I usually do is have people look deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus, okay. and I say, do you believe in Jesus? I do believe in Jesus. All right. Yeah. Okay. 100%. And you believe he was a real dude who walked the earth, and you also believe that he was the son of God. Yes. Yes.
0: All of the above, yeah. All of the
2: above. Yes. He's my best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For how long?
0: Oh, my goodness. Probably since I was six or eight years old. Yeah.
2: And you talk to him? Yes. Yes. Every day. Yeah. 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 Do you imagine him as like a 33-year-old dude or do you, how do you envision him? Do you think of him as this kind of Jesus or do you have like a... a, An image of Jesus? Less pale. Far less pale. Far less white. Okay. (laughs) So you think of kind of a dark, swarthy Jesus. Less groomed. Less groomed. (laughs) Yes. He had a a wily beard. He did. He did. Definitely
0: did not shave.
2: Right. His sandals. Yeah. And the whole thing, 2,000 years ago. Which yes. So he's the only Messiah that's ever walked the planet. Yes. That's what I believe. Cool. Yeah. And how did you. Um, when did the Bible become an important text in your life? Yeah,
0: good question. So I I was raised in a, um, I was raised in a Chinese Christian household. Um, And so, like, as far as I can remember, we always prayed, we always read. But I think it became just like very real to me, I think, as a child. There was some domestic violence in my home. And so I think I definitely felt the presence of God and how he protected me in those moments wow. and just really sensing like there was this like helm of protection in very dark and scary times and so that I think helped become made my faith become so real.
2: What's the difference between Chinese Christian and <laughs> Is it like Presbyterian Christian? Is it like... Yeah, I would say like Chinese Christian
0: is like Bible Belt Christian on crack because... It's, <laughs>
2: so much discipline. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of discipline. It's very strict and it's very like cognitive too. Huh. It's very like you you study the Bible. Right. You know, and like you, you read it to understand it um, as it was meant grammatically um, and so there's not a very strong spiritual aspect it's very
2: behavioristic yeah so it felt more like this is a system of right and wrong, so you don't yes. do bad things.
0: Right, which is very strong in Chinese culture already. But then you add the Bible to that, and now it's not just this is right and wrong, it's like Jesus will hate you, sort of thing, you know? Or like, you're, you'll are you be rejected by God unless you do these things.
2: But you felt yeah. the presence of God. I did. So then, did you still believe in that rejection that they were pushing on you? Like, if you don't act this way, then you're rejecting God? Or was it like, right. God and I are buddies,
0: Yeah, I think it grew into that. I definitely, I think, as I'm reflecting on it, um, I think definitely what was true is that I would be rejected by my community oh. yeah oh. if I didn't follow certain rules or do certain things or dress a certain way dress was huge in our church um, like uh, I'll give you an example yeah, yes like, so <laughs> I, 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 I joke about this I call it like Bible camp like dress code where literally they would line up all the girls and have us hang our our arms by our side and the camp councils would check to make sure our shorts met our um, middle class finger or below. Wow. Yeah. So it had to like, we couldn't wear short shorts. Um, there's been some churches where if you are wearing a spaghetti strap, they have extra, like kind of like in PE when you don't dress out, right. they will hand you like here, cover yourself up, you heathen, wow. you know? And so, yeah, it's very, so no,
2: no skin, no arms, yes no legs, long, long stuff. Yes. Long stuff. But okay. It's not like... Yeah, no. You, skirts for girls. Right, yeah, no. It's yeah, not like no. that oppressive. No gender
0: norms, but... Oh, okay. Just, you just cover yourself up, you slut, sort of thing. Right.
2: Yeah. Do you think that you would be a moral person if you hadn't been raised religious? Is it like these laws and structures made you into a moral person? or do you That's a good question. Right. You know,
0: it's, a, it's an interesting balance, I think. I definitely, I do sincerely believe that me being raised in a very kind of strict atmosphere, it did save me from a lot of very dumb decisions. Mm. You know, there's definitely a lot of times, like, I'm really glad that I had that as, like, the boundary because I was just never interested in drugs, I was never right. interested in drinking, and, like, and all these different, like, very kind of very healthy and good life choices. Um, I think I didn't need the fear, though, Mm. as a way to get there, I think, was the biggest thing. Yeah.
2: Do you still, are you, do you remain,
0: you don't drink? um I drink now yes 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 well not now because I'm pregnant oh
2: congratulations thank you with twins oh my god that's amazing yes (gasps) yeah huge are there twins in your family there's not so this is a god thing too did you always want twins when you were No, I definitely did not and yeah no um
0: (laughs) definitely when I was really excited to find that we had pregnant we've been trying for almost three years and then we went to the doctor and he was like oh I see the ember the heartbeat and I was really excited because I had a miscarriage before where they couldn't find it I was like really relieved they found it and then he goes and I see a second heartbeat and literally the first words out of my mouth were shit <laughs> I was not excited at first I am now yeah it just took me a little while to adjust to it It's
2: so yeah. unbelievable like you have to buy double of everything I do do you know the sex
0: not yet so I'm hoping know. to find out in those next couple of weeks but to answer your question twins do not run my family but I was on fertility oh. meds so when you take like I was on Clomid Mm -hmm. which increases the amount of eggs that you have so actually that cycle I had four eggs
2: so I could have had quadruplets
0: wow (laughs) I'm very thankful I don't (laughs) yes
2: yeah I mean you'd have to get church involvement at that point yeah you would (laughs) you're right I would like go back to my
0: Chinese church like raise my babies yeah Yeah.
2: I how do you? I mean, so you're going to be a mother? Are yes. you? You're planning on raising your children in the oh, church? Yes, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, is yes. your husband or your yeah. partner? He's he's, he's also, also a man of faith. Yeah, man of faith. Yeah, yeah. Did you find each other through church? We did. You did. It was so much better than a dating app, right? <laughs> yes. Like, it's well, so much easier. The funny
0: story though is that so we met each other um, both as counselors at a Bible camp,
2: <gasps> right? Sleepaway um, or like day camp?
0: No, like yeah. So sleepaway. Sleep sleep away. So was, like a week oh, oh, long fun. camp. Yeah. Um, Um, And I remember I'm again raised in a very conservative church, such a rule follower. So I got the camp rules and I read it. Like that's the first thing I do is I read all the rules. And one of them is like you can't start dating another counselor in the middle of the week. And I remember like me coming from this very conservative. Like we grew up. I call it in the generation of I Kissed Dating Goodbye. It was this book back in like I don't know what the late like early like mid 90s or something like that. And like it just like preached like you don't date. You have something called a courtship where you just to get married before you start dating. Whoa. And so, yeah, it's like super intense, but that's what I believed. Right. Sure. So when I saw this rule about like no dating, I immediately went to super judgy mode. I was talking to my friend and I was like, can you believe that this is a rule in the rule book? Who are these people? Are they even Christians? (laughs) Like who goes here to try to meet somebody? Your priorities need to be the campers and Jesus. And then I met my husband.
2: (laughs) That is so funny. Yes. Well, and isn't that, um, it's like God challenging you to oh. look at those, how you follow rules and structure and like being able to, I don't know, have flexibility. Is that yeah, like the lesson 100%. that was?
0: Oh, it was wholly that lesson because when my husband asked me out, I basically said, I don't know if I want to marry you. And he's like, I'm not asking you to marry me. I'm like, what's the difference, <laughs> you know? Wow. And so we actually ended up doing a relationship study together where we listened to different like relationship sermons and we like did like a study together together and so they
2: all was like, oh. And you like uh, held hands while you're listening to like.
0: No, we weren't allowed to hold hands. Pinkies, pinkies. I'm just joking.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so yeah But um, listening to relationships, yeah. moments, that's, I mean, could you, I mean, could you imagine if people actually created relationships with one another? I, I right. mean, it's, it's kind of like blowing my mind that <laughs> people would, uh, I mean, how like healthy and amazing yeah. to be looking at like a partnership and what right. do we want out of life and how I mean, it's does it, is any, you live in San Francisco. Is anybody like that anymore?
0: That's crazy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But it, it was, yeah, it was a, I felt like a really good foundation for How long did you
2: date before? Four years. Four years. Yes.
0: And the interesting thing was that was a long time for him. So, like, he also came from a pretty conservative church where, like, people get married, like, in college or right after college. And so I remember we had only been dating for maybe two months and he was thinking about taking a job out in North Carolina. Mm. And I kind of was telling him Like it's only been two months, probably gonna break up. I don't know if I want to do long distance. He goes, well, I was thinking that like after a year of dating, we would get married and you move out to North Carolina and be a teacher here. I was like, whoa, when did you make all these plans yeah. <laughs> about my life?
2: <laughs> I, I thought that we were in those relationship yeah. sermons yes. together and we could value each other's opinions and thoughts on, on yeah. how we can grow together. But <laughs> exactly, clearly have made all the decisions. It's yeah, fun.
0: but it was sweet that he was thinking so long term. Right, right. And so, so we had been dating for about four years. I just needed a little bit more time. Time to agree that this is what I wanted.
2: Were, so. were you? Was there a celibacy thing happening? Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That is so unusual. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I was. I was also a virgin when I got married to my husband. Right. And wasn't the, the first night super down. awkward? Like. It, it was, yes.
0: Yes, yeah. They don't prepare you for that. It, when they prepare you for the life of celibacy, they don't prepare you for
2: how to, like, exit out of it. I was so embarrassed to, like, just be naked. Yeah. You know, like, right. my clothes were... I was just like, ah, and even... <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a couple of years divorced, and I'm, I'm almost 44, but I'm still... Really awkward about sexuality because of my really fundamental Christian upbringing. Yes, absolutely. Like, there's so much shame. There's so much yeah. shame,
5: and then it's like,
2: ah. And there's that? And it's like that was part of the religion. And it's mm-hmm. like, how can you? How can we teach people how to have a relationship yes. with a higher power without the shame? Or or are they complicit with one another? Like, right. can you have religion without shame?
0: Right, and I I think you have, I I often like to say I'm like, I am a Christian, I do identify as a Christian, I use that term even though that has a lot of extra meanings attached to it, especially in this like Trump yeah. era. I yeah, know. Yeah. Um yeah. But but I, I, I do believe that you can have Christianity without the shame. And I believe that like Jesus was the model of what it meant to have relationship with God without shame. Yeah. You know.
2: And there was you know super honesty though, and yes. he was like, Hey, you're a prostitute, you can right. still come yes. to the kingdom of heaven, you're a tax right. collector, you're you have leprosy, like right. you're you're an Unlovable and untouchable, yes. and yet he touched everybody. Right. So Absolutely. Without without um, judgment, without hypocrisy. Without, right. Yeah.
0: And and without even like, you know, and, and still being honest, like, go and sin no more. Right. It wasn't like, oh, that's not sin, but it was that's not something that judge like that that places a worth on you. Right.
2: You know. Yeah. There yeah. was there was a lot of. I mean, I, I find it interesting with the Pharisees and at the time yes. they were looking at it was almost like a in the New Testament that there's you know, the, here are the rules and laws of mm-hmm. the Pharisees, and then right. here's the, you know, the word of the Father and and, and they're, right. they're so d- d- opposed, and yet now it seems that Christianity has so many laws, and it's like, have oh, we yeah. turned into the Pharisees? Yes, I believe so. A hundred percent. Because yeah. that's what, I mean, That's I'm wearing my Bible belt warmonger right. shirt, and like that's right. one of the it's one of the terrible, like uh, you know, you uh, know, Tropes or um, sure. stereotypes yes. that exist—that if, if you love Jesus, then you love war, or and it's right. like that's the opposite. No, of the it's no so, idea. Right, definitely.
0: And I think that's like one of the things I'm really passionate about is like, like just trying to dumb and live out my life to be like following Jesus doesn't mean that like you live in judgment, anger, and shame. You right. know, there's so much freedom in Jesus. And I think there's so much freedom that so many Christians don't even know that they have
2: access to. What about the gay people? Yeah. Like, like, right. I, I mean, I, there's some Christians right. go. Everyone's welcome in our church. I mean, even some. You can become a pastor and be, or a, you know, and be yeah. gay, and there's right. everybody's fine. And but then sometimes it's like some sects of Christianity are like no right. it's weird right the Chinese Christian church yes. stand on that
0: the Chinese Christian church is very conservative so very traditional mm-hmm. right um, I I believe that you can be both gay and a follower of Jesus and that you're wholly acceptable and that your sexuality has nothing to do whether or not you belong in, in heaven Cool. Um, yeah and so I think that um, there are I don't know if you heard about this but there's like camp A and camp B when it comes to the gay Christian mentality, where like, for the people who do agree you can't be both gay and Christian, I believe Camp A believes you can have a God-honoring gay marriage, mm. and then Camp B believes you can, um, you can be Christian and gay, but you're called to a life of celibacy. Interesting. Yes.
2: Wow. Yeah. Isn't that, but you know what, that almost makes sense for if you're thinking historically with Catholicism and nuns. Yeah. Yeah. If a woman wasn't... I mean, back in the time when we were kind of property or whatever. Right. If a woman wasn't going to be a wife... Right. And she wasn't going to be, I don't know, a whore or a witch. Right. She could be a nun. <laughs> yeah, right. You're right. And, I mean, maybe if you were... I mean, I'm, I'm sure that the gender spectrum has been there since the beginning of time. And maybe... And maybe women were, and maybe priests too, maybe that was the thing Right. maybe if they you were, were called to life. So, a life of self I've never thought of it like that
0: yeah, it's really interesting, and I'm very much like I I often will tell people like, I make no authority to claim one camp is better than the other, I think at the end of the day we're just gonna go up and see Jesus and hang out with him, and be surprised with who we see there in heaven too and, and that's, you know, that's so it describe heaven a little bit, your idea of yes. heaven Yes. Uh, my idea of heaven, it is Um, it's like finally being with your most favorite person in the world and all your favorite people all the time it's like this relational kind of like state of place where yeah you're with the
2: people you're supposed to be with so clouds Mansions, golden stuff. Like, do you see pearly gates? Like, what? I don't see it physically. I see it relationally. If that makes sense. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. To me, heaven is more of like a relationship status. Wow. You know? Yeah. That you post on Facebook.
4: (laughs) Sure.
2: It it, it exists. (laughs) Right. Floats out there in the cloud. Yeah. Yeah. The metaphorical cloud. Mm -hmm. So. You, but you do believe, you believe in life everlasting. I do. This is just a transient world. I do. And I believe that our
0: characters go on eternally. Really? Yeah. And so that the choices and the decisions we make now, like, will forever shape who we are in the internal
2: realm, you well, know? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. That may, I mean, it makes sense that because experientially when we do things, that shapes who we are and what right. we are. And yeah. it's a constant, like, you know, integrity. Like, how do right. you... you have to be true to yourself and be... Yes. To to being honest and and that's if you're... And that's the thing I love about... I love about sin. But basically it's saying like... I've made a mistake, right? And then fessing up to that, yes, for yourself, right, and for the people around you, yeah. But when when we hide in sin, and it just becomes mistake after mistake after mistake right. after lie, and they just build, and it, it's like a trap that you
0: can't get out of because you're not taking the time to shine the light on it and be like, this exists.
2: Right. Well yeah. so then how does how does Trump plan that? Does it does he call himself right. a Christian in front of people? I don't know. I think he does. Does he? Okay. He mentions God when tra- when tragedies happen. He mentions he does. but but then like even he
0: had this like interesting thing where like he didn't feel like he needed forgiveness Mm -hmm. right so there is definitely like i think there's like one thing to acknowledge god exists and to like call on god and in terms of a national um like some kind of like national tragedy but to me it's all about that personal relationship yeah and it begins with being like i am so broken that I need something else other
2: than myself. Right, right, right. And I don't think Trump has that. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> well, it's empathy and it's understanding. Right. It's it's honesty. Yes. You know, and th- I think that honesty is is a is a is a large bridge and can and contain many things. And especially in our society, I feel like goes against. So, for example, like. Honesty with your body and your temple, and mm-hmm. like when people do tons of plastic surgery, and right. like, how is that like? It's right. so it's not being honest with yourself, a eh? sure, and it's like changing God's creation, right? For something, I just I see that as like,
0: oh. I don't like a sense of like not accepting, not a accepting of, a part of
2: yourself. Yeah. And, but that's the thing about for, you have to ask forgiveness is that we make mistakes and right. if we don't acknowledge them, then who are we becoming? What are we? Right. Because yeah. if we are, if we are our experiences and we never learn from, if we don't admit mistakes, right. we can't learn from them. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I think sin is like a, a good concept because it, Not that it teaches us to feel guilty, because that's not what it is. Because if you ask forgiveness, then you absolve the feeling of guilt, because it goes away. Right. Yeah, I've always, I've always liked this. I've always thought of this analogy, like you
0: know, like when you're convicted by the Holy Spirit, which is, I think, like healthy conviction. When your focus isn't, oh, I'm such a bad person, but like, oh, God is so good, Uh right? And that, like, that, that the what follows a conviction isn't, I need to go hide and like, like, I have this like mental image of people just like whipping themselves in the back like don't right. do that again don't do that again right like that self-salvation right by trying to punish yourself into being good versus I think real sin when you're actually confronted with it there's this like sense of like you put your hands up you're like I need help right. I can't get it I'm so stuck right and, and and that and there's so much freedom when it comes to kind of like confronting sin and there's not a sense of guilt because there's not an ego you're trying to put
3: Right.
2: You know. Ego. Is that, I mean, is that what makes us sin? Is that it's our own selfishness? Like, does sin, like where does sin come from? Because some people yeah. say, well, oh, it comes from the devil. But hmm. it comes maybe from an internal selfishness. And then is that what the devil represents is pure selfishness? Do you believe the devil right. is real?
0: I do believe the devil is real. Really?
2: Yeah. Demons, yes. the whole thing. The whole thing. So. Yeah. You believe, like, demons can come in and change your life and make you do bad things? I don't think demons can make you do bad things. I think...
0: But possession? Do you believe demons can possess people? I think demons can oppress people. Okay. Yeah. I I believe that um, demons can come in and torment somebody, make their life more difficult, make their life more unbearable. Mm -hmm. In that pain and anguish, they act out. Okay. that makes sense. Absolutely. But I I don't believe in, like, the, like, exorcism, heads turning sort of stuff, right? Um, And so I definitely believe in demonic oppression. Um, I've seen it. I've experienced it. But I haven't seen the puppeteering, controlling kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah. So... Okay, so yeah. if you believe you believe the Bible's truth. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with Genesis? Is it that we're dealing yeah. allegorically, or do you believe that the earth was created in seven days? Or Right, so this is
0: like, my answer to that is like, it doesn't matter what the fuck I believe about that. I don't get to decide, uh-huh. you know? So I can uh-huh. believe the earth is like, I don't know how much they say, like 5,000 years old or whatever, sure. or I can believe that like it's like millions and millions of year old. Just because I believe it doesn't make it true true. I think what's important is that like it is that I feel confident in what I believe and I don't try to push that on to anyone else, right?
2: Right! Yeah. So you're never going to be one of the people at BART station yelling into a microphone like... No. No, 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 no. 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 Do, Unless do I'm s- telling jokes. Yeah, yeah. I feel <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Do, you, do you use the Bible in your sets? Do you use like...
0: You know, I don't references? I don't quote scripture. I do kind of... I think the only time I quoted scripture was t- using the term gift of celibacy, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I don't. I did talk about my faith cool. um, and things like that, yeah, and it's this interesting, delicate line where, like, I don't want to dishonor my faith, because it's so important to me, right, right, and so I think, like, as I'm writing in my set, I am praying a lot, and just, like, I'm like, okay, God, this is okay, I don't want to, I don't want to give you a bad name, and things like that, and, like, I think what I was left with is, like, dishonor the things that deserve dishonor, and honor the things that deserve honor, right, and so, so I'm very okay, like, okay, then, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, like, crap on all this legalism that, like, really poisoned a lot of my faith, Mm. And and like talk about freedom from that, but the tenets are real of like this relationship with God and all loving, all powerful being who like takes care and provides for everything. Like, I'm gonna hold on to that, yeah. you know? And, if it makes your
2: life better and right. it makes you happy, yeah. like, I mean, heck yeah, definitely. Uh, I, have a, I, I quote scripture a little bit and I, one I of my it. favorite ones is uh, look to the birds of the sky, they do not reap or sow yes. or stow away in barns and yet your heavenly father takes care of them. Oh, yeah. And I love that because every time I start freaking out about, is this place going to survive? Am I going to be able to pay my rent? Is everything going to work out? It's like you know, chill out. It's going right. to be okay. Like, yes. And adding extra stress to something where I really don't have that much control over it, it's yeah. only going to make me... It, perspective, Right. Definitely. So I feel like this is my favorite um, Bible verse I have tattooed on. What me. is it? Uh, don't indulge your ego at the expense of your soul. It's uh second oh, okay. Peter two eleven. 11. Oh, that's so good. And that's, it's yeah. really important for me because as a performer, like right. don't indulge your ego at the expense of your soul. I just really like, that is such an important, right? Like I never want to sell out or yes. buy in. I just want to make sure that, uh, you know, I'm yeah. me, but that I don't try to right indulge Yeah, I just... I, my, my ego is something that I really struggle with. I think most comedians Oh
0: yeah, do. anytime so. you're a performer, it's true. <laughs> and it's interesting, I did have, so like my disciple came in to see my set, and um, and she says, I really want to support you, but I, I cuss a lot, I swear a lot. And then she's a little bit older, and so I, I think that the older generation maybe isn't as comfortable with swear words. And so she, she did say, she's like, it feels like you're selling out. And I said, it's only selling out if it's not true to me. Sure. Like if I'm using language that isn't true to my experience, and I'm doing it to be cool or to be funny than it's selling out. But at the end of the day, like that pain is real. So I'm going to use like ex- expletive language to capture that real pain, Yeah. you know? And, and she was actually really uh, comfortable and okay with that. And, and, and I said like, if it, if it hurts your relationship with God, if hearing this is really difficult for you, don't come, Right. you know, like I love you. You love me. I know that, like, I'm not going to be offended that like you, you know, that it's difficult for you because I can sure accept that. And so, yeah but it's, it Again. is true there is you know definitely that temptation is there of like wanting to be you know just a little bit more to be more shiny or something sure. you know
2: ah, yeah. to shine we all uh, when did you start doing comedy
0: uh, January oh, well, is when I start doing new. yeah well that's when I started doing stand up I've been doing improv um, for almost about a year now like mm. I started to actually perform like regularly on stage and I was taking classes before that and so
2: and but you've been involved in the church this whole time so you probably mm-hmm. did singing and choir and you
0: sure. well I have a terrible voice so I, I don't I don't do not choir oh. <laughs> but um, children's like you know I, I do a lot of like children's stuff so I'm sure. in front of
2: kids a lot I'm a teacher as well and that's acting yes. constantly it is I mean that's you're 20 for yes. seven hour a day, actor. Yes. It's Like, look I, at
0: me. I pay attention to me. Exactly. I always say, like metaphorically, I have the tap dance for the kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yes.
2: I have to compete with the phones. Right? Do you, don't you take them away? No, they let them have them now. What?
0: And so, what yeah. to look as like
2: a as like a tiny computer in their pocket. Right. Like well, I teach,
0: I teach um, ELD, which is ESL. Okay. So So use them
2: as translators.
0: Oh. And so, but usually I will let them know. I'll just like, you can take out your phone now. Like, so I'll I'll let them know what they can have, and if the, it's out, I'm like, go oh, put it away. Phones. Yeah. They ha- Everyone has what phone. Uh, how old are your kids? Um, I teach high school. Oh, so, okay, okay. Um, I mostly teach Tenth graders, so most of them are fifteen.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I taught um, I taught junior high and high mm. school for a couple of years back when I was younger. Oh, bless your soul. Junior high is. I I love junior highers oh And when I used to be a camp counselor, I used to do right. Christian camp counseling yes. um at, down at Redwood Camp and oh, Mount great. Herman in yeah. Santa Cruz. Back in the Yeah. I love Mount Herman. I love Mount Herman. It's too. beautiful. It's yeah. I, th- that summer camp as a child just changed my life. I went yes. there fourth through eighth grade, and I just look forward to even now when I dream and I have dreams. Yeah. I dream about Redwood Camp. Like it's yeah. Like it's so. Vivid in my head, like that's a great place. It, uh, I loved it. Yeah, I would go out. I have a I have a joke about it. Um, I would go Bible delving. You guys probably know what this is. You go out into the forest and you take your Bible and you pray and you say, "Dude, you know, Jesus, show oh, me yeah. what you need me to know. Yes, show me what you, you need me to see." And you just open the Bible mm-hmm. with your eyes closed and you run your finger around, open them up. Uh, and mine were always about sodomy. Like <gasps> I couldn't get out of Leviticus. You know? <laughs> oh my so anyway, goodness, that's right. Like, yeah, that's so pretty that's funny. One yeah, my, thank you. That's one yes, my That's a good one. Jokes, that's a good yeah. one. Yes. I have like um I have about a ten minute set. Yes. That's all like biblically based. I do a whole joke about Ruth and Esther and feminism. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's hard because when I do Bible jokes, because people have, aren't scholars of the Bible anymore. Right if it's the wrong... Like, if it's a bunch of millennials... They're not going to get it. They have it. no... I have to give them too much history on yes. Ruth and Esther <laughs> to get to where I'm going, and they just don't even know. And, and right. so it's... Then it becomes more like a Bible lesson, and it gets sure. less funny. Right. And so then it sort of negates the purpose yes. of the joke.
0: Actually, that came up to me with even the phrase of gift of celibacy. My my friend's like, he didn't know what that meant. He thought it meant abstinence. Uh-huh. And then I was like, no, celibacy is like abstinence forever.
2: You know? Right, right,
0: right. And so... I, it's So it's true. These things, I just think people know. Yeah. But
2: it's also, I mean, if you're a nun and you're in the Catholic Church, you literally marry Jesus. Yes. Yes, you you do. You are a bride of Christ, and you go down the aisle, and that's when you become a nun. Right. Like, that's, I mean... Yeah, he has a lot of wives. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we're all his wife at the end of the day. If you think about it, right? Like everyone's the bride of Christ, and sure. we're all children of God, and it's those weird metaphors when you start thinking about it. You're like, what? But
2: like, well, and um, what do you think about the Trinity—Father, Son, Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. A lot of people think of the Holy Spirit in different ways. Do you have a? Like what you come out is that because like Pentecostals say certain thing about right,
0: yeah. So it's really
2: interesting. I have a very like so I came from a
0: very conservative church that's very anti spiritual gifts, Holy Spirit, like all of that. But then I I like to call myself a closet charismatic Mm. because my mother, when I was around like eighth grade, would take us to these charismatic church retreats, and that's where we got exposed to like people speaking in tongues and like like. Like people doing deliverance from demons and like this like crazy world of spirituality that like in like my Sunday school I was never taught. Um, and so I would definitely say that like what I got to see from that experience was the power of the Holy Spirit come in and really heal a lot of that domestic violence and abuse. Right? Where I saw my dad give the drinking, he stopped hitting. There was just like this huge transformation that I was like, that's Jesus and that's God, and that's the Holy Spirit, And, and so like this shit is really Yeah, you know Um, and so I think like um, ever since like 13 I've always kind of had this much more deeply spiritual belief that I could talk to God and that freaked a lot of my friends out where I was like "Uh, yeah so I was talking to God and I heard him saying like whoa that's not okay you can't hear from God and then as I got older I was like the fuck you can't hear from God. I was like, what? Like, you know, and so it, but I, I get like, there's just different, like there's different pools of thoughts
2: surrounding that. One of my buddies said here on the show, um, when I said, Hey, do you believe in higher powers? And he said, of course I believe in higher powers, like gravity. (laughs) I don't understand gravity, but it's a higher power. It exists Mm -hmm. like the atmosphere. He's like, I don't understand how that works but it exists therefore like there are higher powers like the earth is spinning and moving around the sun like there obviously there are higher powers because there's stuff that we don't can't even understand. And, right. and then we use science to be like, okay, this is how it works. But what makes that work? Right. Like that the earth is perfectly tilted on this weird axis so right. that it spins at a thing so that we stick to the ground. Right. And like this air that we breathe is like perfect for us. Yes. Like how is all... Yeah. yeah it just seems... I don't know. I think that someone needs to bring some I, I mean if that someone can be like alien something because if we don't figure out there's alien stuff, right. and other planets that can sustain life. But like this is just who coincidental exactly mm-hmm. like this all yeah. exists right here and it's perfect and yes. we don't believe that there's something right that, that something created this. this that
0: there is a design behind it and yeah definitely. Well, there's clearly a design yes. like you can look at the
2: solar system right and see it's right it's design based right. it's like yes it is it's design thinking 100 uh, percent yeah all of the you know we can even back math it and be like okay well right. here's the radius of this and how it but we still don't understand what puts those now. forces in motion. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So it's our human nest that takes that and tries to make sense of it. And then right. what becomes religion. Yes. Agreed. So that we're just all, but I mean, when I was little, I used to have this thing cause I was so Christian and I'd watch a movie <laughs> and I'd be like, how sad for the people in that movie. They, they don't they've never understood the gifts of having Christ as your Lord and Savior. Yeah, right. What is this story even about? Like, how is it even, and just looking at all of mass media and being like, but where is, where is Jesus in this? How does, look at this story. How does it, how do these people's lives have any meaning? Right. Yeah. And then it, you know, and they, it's all gossip or sex or yeah, like, right. So I, I don't know. I agree. I think that there is
0: this eternal perspective that when you do, um, believe in a higher power, an eternal one, it does give you this like greater vision of wisdom because you see your life beyond yourself, your immediate needs, and your immediate wants.
2: Uh, d- does your church do outreach? Are you a big like? Oh, sure. Outreach person to like help people. Or yeah. Whatever. What I really,
0: what I really love about my church that I attend now, I attend Resonate Church in Fremont. Um, like the tagline is, we want to be the best church for the city, not the best church in the city. Oh, And that's so nice. it's amazing. So then, like, there's always, there's two like for the city events every year. And like, it'd be things like, you know, oil change for single moms, you know? That's so cool. Yeah. And it's just, it's great. So we'll find like, well, we'll, we'll, like, go on, the church campus and, like, set up a little oil shop and then we'll have, like, a little, like, um like, a little pedicure station for the moms to go. There's babysitting for the kids, you know. We'll do, so that's, like, a really cool one. We've done, like, pop-up shops during Christmas time where we buy, like, toys on Amazon and we let, like, parents buy it for 10% of the price. Cool. And, like, and I remember just, like, reading this thing about, like, kind of all the misguided ways Christians try to do charity, mm. right? And, like, one of the things is, like, oh, just, like, Buying gifts for people, and like basically someone from that community was like, "I'd really like to be able to purchase this, so I know that I've earned this for my child. So that way, it's not another reminder of my kid having a deadbeat dad." And the response the church had was, "We liked it when our kids can give it to your kids,
2: right?" It was wow. so like that was like such that's an, an ego, awful, right? like that's an ego soul kind of issue. It right is. Yeah. When we were little, my family always adopted another family. Um, that was the thing our church yes. did. And yeah, you, yeah. And you, yeah, you go out. They mm-hmm. give you a list. And and it was always like right. things they wanted were like toothpaste yes. and deodorant. And I didn't understand at the time, but it's now I understand because you can't buy toothpaste and deodorant with food stamps. Mm, so right. there would be certain things that they need. And I, I came from a very wealthy town, Danville. And oh you, wow. A big, you grew up in Danville. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We went to CPC Community oh, Presbyterian you did? Church. Big, oh, wow. That's big, huge. big church. Yes. And um but every year and I was I grew up so wealthy I didn't even understand and I'd look at yeah. this and I'd be like, Deodorant, that's <laughs> so weird. Like, why don't they want right. And now that I'm you know a little bit more financially challenged, I'm like, oh, I get it. But yeah. also, that must have been so hard as a family to say, we need help. Yes. We need to ask the church right. to be adopted. Yes. For, right. Yeah. That's got to be like an ego thing right there to be it like, is. I want to have a nice Christmas for my kids, right. therefore. Right.
0: Exactly. It's, yeah. So I hard. like the idea of like a pop up shop. Being a way that it, it really kind of honor their dignity yeah, as providers, absolutely. You know? And so, so I really love being part of a church where social justice is a big focus mm-hmm. of how they see living out their faith to be.
2: Do you think that that's a specifically California thing, or is that like? It's a good question. Because.
0: Maybe That's what thing, Christina help answer about this. When we see,
2: when we see the Bible Belt, right. and we think of Bible Belt warmongers, we don't, you know, it's like is community outreach just it, a California? It, yeah, I think is it a California thing, or is it right. like? Because, I don't know, I think that the stigma against Christians now is being perpetuated
5: by this middle America that... Yeah, so disconnected. So disconnected. Right, it's true. I don't think it's just a California thing um, because, um, fortunately, I've come across people from various different states who have um, been prompted by the Holy Spirit or whatever compassion they have in their hearts to go out to places like um, New Orleans after Mm. Katrina happened or, um, you know, go internationally to a lot of different places. Um, I have a a relative um, from my in-laws, they're from Texas and originally. Um, And he uh, does medical missions in Africa. So um, I think that God can definitely still speak to people of middle America and the Bible Belt to actually act out their faith, um, to help others who are, um, less fortunate or in dire situations for sure. And it's not all build the wall and keep everybody out. Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> act, uh, uh, actively being active in your faith. That's, that's, that's interesting. So it's not, it takes it out of the insular nature of your family and your church and says, no, we need to spread. And that's the thing—is is it like spread goodness? Is it spread the word? Is it sp- help? Like, what is yeah. the? Because you guys aren't like proselytizers. You don't like—you've never been like the like you said. You're not gonna—you're not gonna go door to door and be like,
5: "Accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and well, Savior," you, we otherwise you're going to hell. Of, we were part of the Christian club in high school. Yeah, we were. That's true. What did what did that look like? It's
0: all Bible study. A small
5: room of us and our friends. <laughs> it's basically lunch. like two,
0: the most of the most conservative churches out in Davis, California. And
5: occasionally, praying around the flagpole. I yes, I think we prayed around the flagpole. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say like it, there is this interesting tension of like, like is it right to give, you know, to give bread in one hand and the Bible in the other, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Like and and what does that kind of service look like where the intention behind that service isn't conversion because people
2: aren't projects right yeah okay because people are not projects that's a really nice way to put it right because I've been seeing groups around. I live near Union Square, and so sure. oftentimes, like around Civic Center or Union Square, I'll see right. a big group of kids that are wearing the same t shirt, and I'm yes. like, haha, the yes. Christians are here. Yep. And, and the question is, are they there for conversion, or are they there to help the community, mm-hmm. or like what? Right. Which I don't believe in short term things
0: anymore. Like, short term things, it's very volunteerism, it's very like serving serving the, you know, like, the person coming from America or, like, the nice country to, like, feel good about themselves, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I definitely believe that true service and change is long-term. Right. And, like, you commit, like,
2: decades. You can't just yeah. do one week. One week a year, when I was in high school, we'd all, we'd build churches in Mexico. Right. <laughs> and so we'd leave our Richie Pants house, you know, in Danville. Right. And and it really was, it, it was life-changing. Like, the second time I went down there and we went through Tijuana and as we were going to the outskirts, like... Someone had built a house. Remember when garage doors used to go flat yes. up and then yeah. they all went to like roll top doors? Yes. So I saw a house that was built out of discarded garage doors. Wow. And I was like, oh, we're not in California anymore. Yes. But it was the first time it was like mind blowing to me. Right. That the way I lived my life then the way we lived was totally different than the rest of the world. I thought had a house I thought everybody had got to go to the mall and buy clothes. like I had I was so insulated but and so it was important but it was like you know my parents paid $1,500 so we could all go down and it was like once one week out of the year and then we'd be like we built houses for Mexicans I'm a good person and that kind of like
5: (laughs) but now you can look back at it and have a broader perspective oh, yeah. on it. So I think there is still a place for that. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's an it was an open door for you at the time. Like, sure, like you didn't you didn't see like that deeper meaning until right. a lot later. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think that's really cool. And I yeah. I know for myself and for Lynn, like we we have a lot of experiences like that coming mm-hmm. from the background that we did, like yeah. similar suburban background. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah. But it was, I mean, and now it was exciting to build houses because I felt like I'm a good person and I'm doing yes. the Lord's work right yes. now. Like I'm literally, we built a church for people that they used to... Sit under trees, yes. and now they have a place to gather, and that's you know exciting. So. It is, yeah. And not to say that the work isn't
0: good or anything. I just think that like, if you're really serious about serving that community, like you plant there, right, and then you get to know the people, and you you and you give them the tools, right, right. I think that like there's this there's this interesting shift. So I think like so I when I was young really wanted to be a missionary. I think for Ooh. like my entire life, and it, so that's why it took so long to agree to marry my husband because I was like I want to be a missionary and you don't and this is like I don't know if I need like if it's okay for me to commit to you.
2: Um, Where did you want to do work? Like anywhere or were you are you do you have a specific region that you thought this is? I
0: thought probably East Asia because I like learned how to speak Chinese and I was like English teacher so it was like a pretty easy fit to like flow in there but I mean I was pretty open to anywhere that like that I might end up Um, and I think so like having that perspective And just as I learned more about like what the work of a missionary really does, I think like there was a shift from like the Americans as the saviors to come in and like do all of the work to being like, you go and you actually empower the local people too. you give them the tools because your job is to actually go in and, and like raise them up and then get out, Ah. you know? And so like, you're not there to create this like dependent relationship, you know? And like what they were seeing for a while is like a lot of church churches overseas end up becoming like a little American churches
4: Uh, versus
0: like a church that locally celebrated the culture and heritage of the place that they were in so it became this foreign place to the locals as well and so wow so there's shifts there too and kind of the perspectives
2: of what that work is. Well, and I mean, is it hard to bring Christianity to a place where they, they have another religion like, but the goal isn't conversion. Right. So that's where things get tricky because it's, you're trying to go in and help a community. Right. But if they practice another religion, it's not about, converting them right it's about ah, that's, that, that gets so like philosophically difficult it does and I think you know so like I think for
0: me what I've realized is like if at the end of the day the real cure the real answer the real like s- saving force is Jesus then like I can't make them see that mm. Um, I can't like lead them through an ABC prayer and have that magically happen. The best I can do is like live out my life according to that truth. And, and if people get curious, point them to Jesus. Right. right? And so my job isn't to convert them. It's just to point them to Jesus. Sure. Right. So like someone's struggling and you go in and like you offer help or whatever. And then like, you know, you, you can share like the reason I am doing this is because I believe that there's a God that's taking care of of me.
2: Right. Right. They can take care of you too. Right. Yes. And if you're interested,
0: it's there, but like, it's not like, Oh, if you say no to this, I'm not going to help you anymore. That's where things get kind of,
2: it's so crazy to conceptualize that there's more and more children being born every day. It's almost like God is infinitely expanding to, to, to love everybody. Yes. Because we have, and is that, I mean, that's the crazy thing. Like, if the that's the expansion of our our world, like how many more people live here now, mm-hmm. and just on the planet, and I don't know, just recognizing, I don't know the power behind. Okay, so here let me answer this way. I don't it's, don't necessarily think that religion matters if you know god i think maybe sometimes we have the same higher power, power like yeah. as if religion is like a, a big cone right yes. and it goes up to the top and here at right. the top is the concept of uh, right. god yeah. and there's like ladders all the way around and sure. everybody believes in the higher power but like you know, some people's ladders, like right. Christian ladders over yes. here and you're on this rung over here right. and, then, and then some people have like a Buddhist ladder and sure. they're over yeah. here and they're thinking about enlightenment, right. they call it whatever you want, and they have a Hindu over here and they're like, okay, we got the Pantheonica but it's like I don't know, the Islam, you got Allah. Right. It's the same. But it's, we, we might seem like diametrically opposed in our ideas, but if we could recognize that maybe it's all the same cone. Sure. Kind of like...
0: Yeah. I think every human being is hungry for spiritual meaning. Wow. And yeah, yeah, and and I believe that they will find that in whatever context, whatever story or narrative they were given, right? And they'll latch onto that. One thing that when I was going through missions training was like you find they call it footprints
2: of Jesus in that culture, mm-hmm. right? Well, the, he's carrying you. The footprints. Uh, oh no, no. So not, it's more. Yeah, no, not 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 the footprints. Not the footprints. Beach, not oh the yeah, footprints no, 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 no But no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's you. a great
0: one. Um, but it's kind of like um you see where there's the blueprint of 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 God like coded into that culture uh. and so like for example I want to say like like we're learning like yeah um, like the term aloha actually meant like father, son and spirit and like when you say aloha like you emphasize a ha and you breathe your spirit onto that person so wow. that they receive your blessing sort of thing and so you find these like little blueprints where like it does show that there is Almost like everyone has coded in our DNA, like this thirst and this hunger for the love of God and for that, for that kind of, um, for that rest for our souls to know that we're okay. Right, right, right. So because we can't fill it ourselves. No,
2: but what I mean, the thing that I think people fill it with a lot is drugs and alcohol. Yes, it's the the most accessible in America. Right. Yeah. Because if you can't, if you and it's like you said, it's what you're taught, and if you're not taught to be, you know, filled. Right. Uh, spiritually. Yeah. And there's a there's a void. Yes. Then, you know, and I guess some people probably use sex. Yeah. But you can use anything. People use sure. work. Work, sure. Yeah.
0: People yeah. use their children. Oh um, that's huge. Oh, sure. That's huge sure. in like the Chinese community. Right? Where like your your children are your little gods right. and they're your saviors, so they better make lots of money. <laughs> you know, sort of thing. And their success <laughs> means your success. Um so I I believe that like we find f- f- we call them false idols right, I was just going to say
2: idolatry yeah. that whole yeah. idea that, exactly
0: yeah. right um, but these false things that we want to stake our worth on that really will fail us at the end of the day
2: and it just yeah. isn't fulfilling at all no yeah that's like um yeah just the, and it's the and that's the thing that makes me so scared about Americans right now is that we we are trying to fulfill ourselves with emptiness and yes. this this consumerism and that right. what makes you a good person is worth and stuff and things. Yeah. When you know it's uh, storing up your treasures on earth right. you know the lord doesn't store them up in heaven. It's the same yeah. it's the same thing like why are we And is that, is that the, is consumerism the devil? Like is that that whole thing like I need this thing to if I don't have the new iPhone 10, my right. soul will not be filled. Like. Sure.
0: And I wouldn't say that's the devil. I would say that, like, I think the devil uses that and, like, uh. cranks up the dial of of feeling insecure without stuff. But that that, that fear is already there. Huh. It just gets amplified, you know, if you have mm-hmm. nothing else to drown it out. Um, but I feel like, you know, there can also be flipped on the other side where sometimes I feel like social justice is its own form of legalism, you know. Huh where, like, you're shamed for not fighting hard enough for the justice and and dignity of other people and, and I think like I, I at this point in my journey I'm like okay as soon as something's using shame and guilt and anger it's no longer in the same realm where Jesus is. Sure. Right. Yeah. And That's so, a great way to
2: think about it. Yeah.
0: And so I think that, that like this void that people fill in it can be consumerism and stuff I think is one end. I would say the millennials who are like really passionate about social justice all the social justice warriors they use justice to fill that same hole too. Right. right? And it's just as empty when it's meant to fill Fill their own worthiness. Right. Right. And when they use that to judge the worthiness of another human being. Right. Right. Well, And that's what
2: what religion feels like to a lot of people is I have this rules, this set of rules and laws so that I can feel better than you. So I can call you out and say, look, you're not being a good Christian. Yes. I see that and I'm trying to help you. But then it's like remove the plank from your own eye before you or remove the the speck from your own eye before you remove the log from your brother's. No. No. Other way around. Right. Remove the the speck from your brother's eye before the speck. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're so yeah, blinded by our own. I, that's the thing I love about Jesus. is yes. The whole, the Beatitudes and the allegories yes. that don't, I, okay, so my, my boyfriend turned 33 and I wanted to have a Jesus party for him. And, uh, I wanted to <laughs> make like um, pearls before swine. So I was right. going to get little, oh, cute. like, um, onions and wrap them in bacon. Oh, I love it. You know, like, and I wanted to make, you know, five loaves, two fishes kind of thing. And I wanted to have all these Bible based foods. Is he also... He was raised, he was, um, his, his grandparents were missionaries. Oh, wow. His father was born in Chile because his grandmother was a missionary and she was in Japan for years. Wow. And they're like white Swedish people, but went all over the world. And a lot of his family are still pastors and very, very, um, yeah, there, he comes from a very, very... Uh, Christian background both yes. of us do yeah. so it was something that we definitely bonded on yeah because uh,
0: it helps it helps to have someone also in the same space as you too yeah yeah
2: well but it's the it we with the same experience growing up I mean yeah. he even went to Mount Hermon so right. we, you yes. know it's the, I'm like oh, we have similar experiences mm-hmm. uh and we're we're both I mean it's like calling yourself a moral person do you feel like a moral person Without, with Christianity aside. Yeah.
0: You know, I think that this is what I sincerely believe is that everybody was made in the image of God. Okay. And so I believe that, like, I do believe sin nature. Like, everyone is sinful and, like, we're all screwed up, messed up, hungry for you know Jesus but filling with the wrong things and that leads us to a lot of mistakes um but we were never intended to be that way mm. and so um so it's hard for me to separate the Jesus out of the intention of us being these
2: reflections of Jesus so, but like from Garden of yeah. Eden standpoint like right. we were meant to be and if we can think of yes. it as an allegory right that we were made in the image of God we were there everything was perfect right and then we made the choice to sin, right? And that's yes. what so we changed. Humanity is what changed. Sure, the perfection. Right? Yes. What, what, could you imagine that? What if? What if the Garden yeah. of Eden had never? Right. I think about that mm-hmm. all the time.
0: And if you can imagine, childbirth wasn't supposed to be so painful. Oh my God! You're um, going to twins. I know exactly. I'm like
2: so mad at Eve. I'm like, damn it, Eve! Mm, you just didn't doing? have you're to like, like eat that. I know, right? Mm. Yeah, I know. Um, do you? Are you going to use? Um, um, this is just a yeah. an epidural. Are you gonna do? Are you gonna go natural? I'm just so curious. you know what?
0: With twins, like the chances of a C-section go so much higher because really? one could be breached, the other not. Oh. And so, so I first went. I'm like pretty hippy dippy without with, with all the birthing stuff. Like I have a doula, and I want to go natural. But once I found out I had twins, I'm like, well, we'll just see. Yeah, I well, might be a C-section. Right. But it's kind of nice, like not having an attachment to how they're gonna come out. Sure. You know, my one attachment: they both come out.
2: Right. Exactly. Absolutely. I'm alive. Yes. 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 All three of us are alive. All three. I'm good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then how they do it. It's right oh Yes. Are you are you scared? No, I'm not. You know, um,
0: I'm I'm looking forward to it. I've been listening to like hypnobirthing CDs and they're very helpful and they're very like it doesn't have to be as painful if you like work with the pain. Like the pain increases like when you resist it and you're like, Oh, I'm so mad there's pain. Uh, but you're like, this is part of the process, this is my uterus, like you know, working to get the baby out, and so it's like like hypnobirthing is a lot like with working with the body and mm. working with the waves of pain versus, Oof. yeah. Water birth? Thinking about water birth? No, no. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. I do remember there was like this comedy thing I went to and they're like, yeah, when I was looking at the birthing options, one of them was like birthing with the dolphins, you know? <laughs> right? Yeah, <sure. laughs> I know,
2: right?
0: They're going to eat my baby. Yes, I know. The dolphin ate my baby. All right. No. Exactly. So I no, probably won't be doing
2: a water birth, but you know, I don't know. And uh, what are the just? You, top three things you're looking forward to about motherhood
0: um, let's see the top three things I'm looking forward to about motherhood I think one is um, raising them and just making my mistakes but being okay with it right and um, so I'm looking forward to just having two little beings to love and care for and take care of and I think is one of them um, I think the second one is I think the way that it's going to exponentially grow my understanding of God wow you know and and just sure. like and and Two increase my reliance on him because i'm like oh shoot you know there's no way i can do it all um and the third one is i think just growing my relationship with my husband too oh, just kind of seeing how that's going to shift change um hopefully deepen things yeah. right kids can make things more complicated but yeah that's awesome uh yes.
2: do you have a are you gonna be a stay at home mom is that possible or are you gonna um take some
0: time off, that's a good or? question Um, I think we will see as we go. Um, We could probably make it work if we, like, you know, stretch ourselves and things like that, which is, I know not everyone has that. Um, So we're very blessed that, like, that might be an option for us. I'm the type of person I get the feeling I'll want to go back to work. Sure. You know? Um, And and I was just talking to my friend about this, where, like, when you come from a conservative church, there's a lot of mommy shame for Mm. working. right? Really? Oh, yeah. It's very, like, I remember my husband and I, the like, m- month one when we got married, like, he sits me down. I'm coming home really late from work. 7, 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. So I get it. He's concerned. He goes, you know, like, when we have kids, you're going to stop working, right? And then I looked at him, and I was like, you hate your job. I love mine. Why am I the one giving it up? Right? Feminism, yeah, uh, Yeah, good. no, very strong. <laughs> and he goes, because it's biblical. And then I got so mad, because I'm, like, more of a Bible scholar than he is. Like, sure. I'm the one that went to seminary and things like that. Wow, and seminary. so I just, like, ripped into him, and I was like, you show me where it says. It's like, oh, the part where it says if a man doesn't provide for his family, he's worse than unbeliever. I'm like, that was in the context of widows. Sure. Like, that was in the context of, like, widows having family members that could provide for them. They didn't. The church would take them on. But, like, that's more like, if you have a family member who's maybe a single mom, who can't make it, then you take care of her. It has nothing to do with maleness being the provider. Wow. You know? And so, like, I know. I just, like, fully schooled him. No, um, And so, like, and so, but it was a good challenge for me because at that time, being a good teacher was my idol, right? Yeah, 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 sure, sure. And I was willing to sacrifice so much for that, and so it it was a good way for me to really challenge myself to be like, okay, how can I cut back on this so that this isn't something that I need to serve, but Mm. something that it's very joyful for me.
2: Yeah. so there's so much, you do get so so much fulfillment out of being a teacher because you... See them learn, yeah. and it's so exciting to be able right. to change the lives of tiny people. Yes. Like it's absolutely, it's exciting. It to is. open their eyes to critical thought, or to right. understand a story, right. or to, you know, think yeah. critically about anything. Oh, I mean, definitely. I mean, <laughs> yes. yes, right. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Just, yeah. I can't believe with the cell phones. The thing that makes me crazy about the cell phones is that we're giving twelve-year-olds oh, boys gosh. all the porn, and yes. even even when they're like. And I I hate to be so, like, fundamental about this, but... If you have a 12-year-old boy and you give him a phone and you even put parental locks on it, mm-hmm. you put five 12-year-old boys in a room and they will know every single password. They will know everything that's going yes. on. You think you're smarter than five 12-year-old boys? No! Mm-hmm. Not when it comes to getting in the way between them, their phone, and their porn. Yes. It is scary and it's it awful is. because then they don't have a context because no. all they see are these really graphic and just inappropriate and images. And sometimes very violent too. Violent? Yes. Yeah, and it's ta- and, but there's no... They have all of it, and there's no one saying, like...
5: Well, it's a problem for the girls as well. Because
2: yes. then the girls are expected to do things that they didn't even know because they're not watching it, and the guy... And then there's this whole, like... Well, and the
5: girls are watching it, too. The girls are watching it, too. I've
2: never... And the second yes.
5: back and forth.
2: Did, Nude pics I, is, like, a thing now. <sighs> yeah. did, I just... I don't... I Like, ah, modesty! Like, right. But not that modesty is great, but, like, what are we... We're just... Not putting value yes. on our own like bodies, bodies, and and I think that that can go even deeper. Like you don't, I mean, it's not just we don't want kids to get STDs. I mean, it's like why do we talk about yeah. celibacy or not celibacy, abstinence before right. marriage? What is the purpose and the point right. of that? And I think some of it is like to keep them safe from yeah. STDs and right. potential babies. And like when sixteen-year-old girls are so fragile, right. and if a boy says do this, they're probably going to do it because they want him to like yes. them, and then now they have all these images and they're like, this is what I'm supposed to do, and you're like, no, 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 don't ever uh, have to do that. Yeah, that's definitely. not. I have a huge, huge problem with porn. Oh, I have oh, a definitely. huge, if there's, and I feel like, and people are like, come on, you're almost 44 years old, like, what's wrong with you? My boyfriend and I, we don't watch, we just, and he doesn't watch either, neither of us that's are. That's great. People. I know because yeah. it's growth, I just, it and is. I think it's, I think that what people share together is what they share together. And I don't understand why there needs to be like extraneous images or... So I, I don't yeah no
0: it's a and it's cool. this whole industry too it, yes. yes yeah for sure but you know the interesting my puritanical thing yeah no and I think like what the interesting thing is about pornography and like and this is like this is something I'm really passionate about like I will talk to like my teenage Christian kids about pornography and things like that because if you don't hear it from somebody else you're going to get you're not going to hear it from it, like anyone safe and you know who like no you porn. don't right not. and like, yeah, if there's so much science about it, you're going to fill it up with your own stories. But like the, the truth of it is like with a lot of porn addiction and things like that, a lot of the time it's used as a way to escape from something else. Sure. Right? It's just
2: like the drugs and alcohol. It's just
0: like the drugs and alcohol. It's just another form of that. And and like the, the cure for that isn't stop doing porn but it's, let's explore why are you going there? Right. Like what is it that's driving sure. you there? And I remember like what I love about my church is they're so open and vulnerable and they're all about like I'm a sinner and here's my sin and like I need grace and so we had somebody who was like very up there in our church and he talked about his struggles with porn and he was like you know basically confessing that he's had this like you know ever since he was 12 he discovered pornography but he said like I was a fat kid Mm -hmm. and like what I liked about pornography is these narratives of these women who wanted me and I wasn't getting that elsewhere And, and so like I would shame myself to try to stop it but that wasn't working and he said like what what finally worked was like knowing that I'm wanted by Jesus you know and like and that that was kind of like like it was like it's just a whole different perspective of looking at like the whole entire industry of sexuality and things like that because beneath it yes it is like this very gratuitous thing um, but beneath it is like there's this deeper longing for connection Ah. or this deeper longing for being wanted or being validated like Mm -hmm. the pornography industry thrives off of making men feel special wanted and powerful when wow. they're not like that like as a 12 year old you're not wanted special or powerful you have no power right. and things like that and so you find this world where physically it feels good but in this much more emotional spiritual level it's fulfilling something else as well in a very false way right right right, right? Um, and so I think like what's important to tack on to this discussion about sexuality with young people is like like what's driving you there right. and let's let's
2: let to talk about that, right? Yeah, yeah. I, and, and I just think that we start need to start talking with kids uh, earlier. about it because they oh. all have phones now. Yes. It's everywhere, and
0: it's crazy because the,
2: the internet is a scary place,
0: right? And it's it's like one of those things where, like, if you remember, like, drawing the little angle and you draw like the one percent thing, and like the more that you draw it, the more like pronounced it gets, yeah. and like the same thing is is like, as you start to get addicted to pornography, you need more and more obscure or gratuitous things to feel excited. Right. And, and a lot of people have this theory, like that's how pedophilia begins actually. Wow. It's like, like no one starts off saying I want to screw a child. Right. But like (sighs) it most likely that became the pornography that they got off on. Uh Right. Wow. And so like, yeah. And so there is this interesting thing about like when there's a vacuum you fill it up with whatever is available and what's going to be available are these, like, more and more kind of seriously disturbing things. Mm. And I remember even, like, talking to somebody about, like, he was struggling with having incestual feelings with his sister. And, like, most likely, like, I didn't talk to him that much about it, but I'm thinking it has to do with
2: the fact that he probably watches pornography. And the incest porn is a big new thing that people have been, I'm like, it blows my mind. I'm like, and I feel, like, such, like, a snowflake when I'm like, (laughs) there's what yeah. <laughs> like there's like I never even saw I I've only heard of it in name but two girls one cup which I I've heard is I've discussed. never I think even the girls eat poop or something gross I know it's terrible yeah but that was a thing that was like every, but that's the scary thing about the internet yes. is we give kids access to everything and then we don't tell them how to look at it yeah w- with a critical eye or with not accepting it as truth like yes. they don't see it as fantasy no. they don't understand even how to process fantasy no. do they like no. yeah. do 12 year olds know the difference between like they I don't think they do no yeah I don't think their brains are like big enough yet to understand that not everything they see is truth
0: yes yeah for sure and so like I'm so passionate that like the church needs to start talking about sex more yeah we need to start talking about pornography more we can't be scared of saying these words at church because if we don't talk about it and give a healthy perspective of like at the end of the day what does sex between two people actually mean Make babies yeah (laughs) that's what I was Hot, but
2: like, yeah, right. Um, that's the thing though. Right. If you think about it as making babies, then you take it a lot more seriously because sure, you're not just gonna willy nilly, yeah. I mean, I have an IED, so it's not a big deal anymore, right. and I've been in a committed relationship for over five years, and right. so it's great and fine and everything. Yeah. But like, it's, I mean, it, I think when we teach children like sex in its biological form right. is to procreate. Sure. Now, we can also gain a lot of pleasure out of it, mm-hmm. but we have to think about the consequences oh, yeah, that's important. Of, of having a relationship, about having going to relationship counseling, about right. what does that mean, and when we just deal with these societal mores that are very loosey-goosey, yeah. you have 13-year-old girls having sex because they want someone to like them. Yes, and they think that's the standard. And right. they think that's what it is, and right. then then you get into more crazy you know, dilemmas right. about what if you have a 13-year-old girl and she gets pregnant? Oh, sure. my God. Right. Like, what do you do then? Now we're in a super moral quandary because right. does she have a baby? Does she put it up for adoption? Is right. she going to terminate the pregnancy? Do you believe in terminating pregnancies? Right. Does that go against the law of right. God? Uh, like, all these... But it can all be solved with, I don't know, education or yeah. Or, I mean, knowledge? you know, and I think,
0: like, what I really believe is that, like, it wasn't so much the fear of getting pregnant. It was, like, I think what was given to me was this, like, belief that, like, sex was really sacred. Yeah. And, like, it was, like, this really beautiful, like, um commitment between a man and a, and a woman within the confines of marriage of being this like beautiful expression of, of their love and that it was, you know, um, and it was meant to be like the best way that I can sort of, um, I'm trying to remember like the term for it, but like I think like the the term that my church uses like you create a soul bond with that person. Mm, that's really nice. And you're not meant to create a soul bond with somebody that gets ripped away later. Oh.
2: Like it just ruins something inside of it you. It does. One night stand are yeah. horrific, and, all, and they hurt people, and they make them right. but the, that's what, so I was married to the same guy yeah. for 13 years, and, and we were together, and then so when, after I divorced him, I right. started having sex willy-nilly, because I moved to San Francisco, and I was in my 30s, and I was like, let's, right. but like every time that you do it, and there isn't connection, I do believe it just takes a little, it takes a little it meaning does. out of what it is, right. it's like, takes just a little puzzle piece out of how special it yeah. could have been, and then, but then once you have no puzzle left, and you're sitting there, and then it's Like, then it becomes sort of meaningless because you took the meaning away from it. Like I, like I took the meaning away from it every time I said, "This isn't important." Right. And when other people, when you move to a place like San Francisco and people don't care and they just do it willy nilly all over the place, and they're like, "What's wrong with you? Why would you put any meaning in this whatsoever?" Right. And it's like, but it. I mean, so then, so then I started feeling stupid because I was sure. like, I am attaching meaning to this act and everyone else in San Francisco was like, there is no meaning to this. And I'm like, but there was.
0: Yeah. And, so. and I, and I believe that there is for the people who don't even recognize it. Maybe they just don't see it just yet. Right. But, um, I, I, yeah, I do believe that there is this like deep soul connection that happens with, with sex. Yeah. That isn't meant to be ripped
2: apart.
4: Well, it's know? not meant to
2: be yeah. just, it, it doesn't yes. always happen. The more you give it away, Nilly, the nilly right. the less there could actually be that connection. That bond, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm so happy for you and your husband and your <laughs> children. Uh, what, what are some last things you want to say to wrap up? Um, Yeah, I think... Tell us your church name again. You guys have open, uh, yes. people can come anytime. Yeah, people can come, yeah.
0: Resonate Church Resonate in church. Fremont, you, Bible yes.
2: studies. Um, we have? have, we call them like missional
0: community groups, mm. um, but they're just our small groups and things like that, and it's all about doing life together. Yeah. Um, and I love it because I was like in the group with my pastor's wife, and there's just no pretension. That's great. You know, there's no just, like, oh, like... I'm the pastor's I'm, wife. Right. I'm better than you. No, she's just, like, <laughs> girls, I need help, you know? Oh. And it was just so refreshing to be around people who are so vulnerable, and so I think, like, if I had some lasting words, it's just, like, I just want people to know, like, they are... W- they are worth so much more than they can imagine. Mm. And, and the way that they can really finally access that is to like be connected to a God that unconditionally loves them, yeah. you know? And I think that there's so much meaning in that.
2: People are worth something. Yes, intrinsically. It yes. doesn't have anything to and do with monetarily. No, it's like that just being human. Right. Because you're in the you're, you were created in the yes. And image just existing. Of,
0: of, yeah. Right. That like I believe everybody is of infinite worth. Oh, that's beautiful. Like, regardless of the mistakes they made. Like I believe that about Trump, even though he's like <gasps> all these like terrible things. Oh, right. The lies. Yeah. And he
2: could still be forgiven. Yeah. Jesus wants to forgive Trump.
0: Yes. And his soul is still of infinite worth, just like my soul is of infinite worth. Wow. And so. That is
2: very empathetic and compassionate of you. Thank you. Yeah.
0: But it, come, it, comes, <laughs> it comes from being, Jesus.
2: <laughs> you're being empathetic toward Trump and, and. Doesn't
0: and, I agree with what he does? No, right. No, but,
2: no, but that's, that's impressive. That's real Christianity. That's, yeah. that's following Jesus. The love, love your neighbor as yourself. Right. And love God. And love, love God. God. Right. Love people. Oh. Love God. That's it. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Chen here, Thank and Christina, you. hanging out. Uh, this has been Some Call Me Tim. Everybody, uh, read read the Bible. <laughs> Go out, pick, pick it up. <laughs> read, read some verses. Uh, and, um, you know, try to be compassionate to your fellow humans. And don't watch so much porn, you weirdos. <laughs> ju- I don't mean to judge you. I'm trying not to judge you. Sorry, Jesus. I'm trying not to judge him. Um, thanks so much again. Thank you. Uh, this has been some call me tim- Oh, when are you performing next? Tell the people oh, if you have you any, know what? any upcoming I think, shows. Um, I have one in August.
0: I just don't know the date yet. I have to like get that done. I have another one in like September thirteenth, I think, out in Campbell.
2: Um, and you work a- pretty clean. You were clean, like um, clean-ish.
0: Ish. You know what? I don't think I'm clean because from like a Christian perspective, I'm not. Right. So I feel like I'm but like. from
2: Arr. a comedy perspective. You're yes, clean. I've, heard,
0: I've been told I'm clean, which is interesting to well, me. Well, then
2: I have a show for you um, on Saturday, August 18th. Okay. It's, um, between noon and six, we have the noise pop block party and we're okay. going to be doing karaoke and comedy and oh, I'm booking fine. people throughout the day. Yeah. But what I've been telling people is it has to be sort of clean in the way okay. where if there was a 12 year old who was walking by, you wouldn't feel like, Oh God, I just said something right. Really Cause
0: bad. I talk a lot about sex. Which is fine. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I feel like, Oh, if you're clean comedy, you don't talk about, I, I think of clean comedy, like veggie tales.
2: No, so. no, that's <laughs> like, that's <laughs> old, right. No veggie tales. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, yes. I'll book you on the 18th, because yeah, it would be know. a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you. It's, yeah. op- it's going to be open all day. It's the noise pop block party, so oh, the cool. entire neighborhood is closed down. About 30,000 extra people come in the neighborhood, and oh, there's wow. music, and there's food, and it's really fun, and, okay. and then we're over here doing stuff. So. Yeah. Yay, Lin Chen. Thank you so much for thank being you. here. Uh, this has been some Call Me Tim. We'll be back next week. I don't remember who our guest is, but um, again, uh, okay, go, to, go to church, you weirdos. <laughs> save your soul. Uh, We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to mutinyradio.fm.
0: Thank you. That was so much fun. Hey,
2: everybody. Uh, Thanks for listening to last week's Some Call Me Tim. Uh, Coming up in this Podcast at the end of it, Sweet Gail calls, and we talked to her for a while, I believe. So that's a thing. Uh, Thanks for listening to Mutiny Radio. Please, please go to our website and hit that donate button. Please, please. Or uh, come to PamTastics any Friday from 8 to 10. It's only $10. You'll see a great comedy show, and you'll also be supporting the station, which is great because I I need help. We need money. Uh, Keep listening to Mutiny Radio.
3: RUN!
6: It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the was way I know to get it is just by using
2: Green Army Skincare. Hey, everybody. We're just being joined uh, on Some Call Me Tim by Sweet Gail. Ooh, is that you, Ben? That is me, Sweet Gail. How are you doing? It has been a long time since I caught up with you. I know. Well, we have time right now to Good. catch up. How are, I've been hearing you on. Um, afternoon delight on yeah, Thursdays yeah, between to get three and, and six. Going
7: where they send us free money. No
2: I know we have the we have uh, the we have the envelope right here. We're actually taking uh, it's Sweet Gale PO box seven two zero zero seven six San Francisco, California, nine four one seven two. Send her money.
7: Yeah but I wasn't trying to get you guys to give me money. I'm talking
2: about the vast community out there. Absolutely. Hey everybody give Sweet Gale money. The, I a hundred percent hope no, that you listen, get some that, envelopes what, in the mail what from people. It's. I'm excited that you're going for free money.
7: No, because look, look at my, look what I'm saying. You got people calling you for the IRS scam.
2: The IRS scam. Money. What's the IRS scam?
7: Just, you know, they call. Up, this is the IRS. You're in trouble, so they can get you to fork over money. Th- they
2: do. What is this? Tell me about that. I've never, I've never oh, heard of this more scheme. I got one
7: phone call, and you know, it was robocall saying this is uh, your last chance from the IRS. Or, you're in trouble, or I and have then no I have no people call me up, representing themselves, doing. They're, they're collecting some funds from the police or something, and oh, then I really? called the police department. And they said no, they don't do that, and then they got the. You know, the catfish, you know, where they're hooking people for hundreds of thousands of dollars, saying, uh, we're going to get married, kiss, 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 kiss. And I mean, I'm why send money to people that got a lot of money? And like all these big artists and record players and singers, they already rolling around. Like one guy, he's a televangelist, I guess, and he's trying to get his followers to send him $54 million for a jet. Uh-huh. So what I'm thinking is, there's a lot of money floating around out there. So, just send free money to Yale That's P.O. Box 720076, San Francisco, California, 94172. And instead of giving money to the people that already got a lot of money... You know, I don't
2: want a fifty-four million-dollar jet. Right? I do. Can give someone write a fifty-four million-dollar check to Mutiny no Radio. No jet,
7: jet. This guy wants the flowers to send him money so he can buy a jet, a jet that's valued at fifty-four million
2: dollars. That's crazy.
7: Hey, last night I was disappointed yet again.
2: Oh, by who? Buy the lottery. Oh, buy the lottery. Five hundred twenty-two million Buckaroo And you you actually play the lottery? Yeah, I play that sucker bit. Do you now? Do you pick numbers or do you do quick picks? No, oh, I find quick picks. You know, one ticket, one in San Jose one ticket. And that's, f- that's, that's millions and millions of dollars. 522 million. 520. Gail, what would you do with 522 million dollars? Well,
7: you're not going to get that. Well, uh, you, know, right, you people, get you uh, get
2: 213 million dollars because they take about half of it in taxes. They take half if you want to take
7: cash value. So, um, but if you have... Then it, they take another half if
2: you want to take uh, the tax out. So, the, now, now let's okay, so let's just say that out of the 500 million, you get 150 million dollars. What would you do with 150 million Dollars, sweet out Well, I wouldn't piss it all away like these other people do. How could you possibly piss away a hundred million dollars? Oh, I know,
7: ten people they go broke within a year or something like that.
2: Because what could you possibly buy for a hundred million dollars? What like? I
7: don't know. There yachts? was one time years ago, this guy was telling me this woman won like ninety million dollars, and she ran through the whole thing, and she was sitting in prison because she was writing bad chips. I mean, wow. you don't have to worry about spending it, you're going to have lots of friends.
2: Right, who suddenly come out you of nowhere.
7: Value, you're going to have them then, then they're going to be all kissing all over you. Oh, Pam, did I tell you you like Miss America? <laughs> <laughs> the people that want to look at you for two seconds, all of a sudden you're going to be their special pal.
4: Right, yeah.
7: You know, I have goals in life. I didn't become Miss America yet. <laughs> I didn't win an Academy Award, and as we all know, any goddamn person become president, and I didn't become president. <laughs> did
2: you want to be president? President is a lousy job. But did you ever think like when you were little, gee, I'd like to be president in the United States? No. So what did you want to be when you were little? What were you like, what was little sweet Gail it thinking me, about? Little sweet Gail was a pain in the fucking ass. <laughs> and she took her protest to school. What, protesting about what? Making me go to school. Oh, you protested. I didn't want
7: to go to school. They, they forced me to go to school. Well, Because that's it what, was a
2: law. All kids have to go to school. How old were you when this was happening?
7: Well, way back when it was my time, they gave you up to eight-year-olds to put you in school. I don't know what the law the time, the age thing is on now, but way, way back in the stone ages, you had to eight years old to put the kid in school. Oh, my gosh.
2: You're not even kindergarten.
7: And I... Well, I didn't go to kindergarten. Can't you tell by my behavior that I didn't go to kindergarten? <laughs> You can't tell. So anyway, I was trying to resist it till I was eight. But damn it, they got me at seven.
2: And, and, so, wow, so you didn't go to, you, so what, are they, you just went directly into second grade? No,
7: first grade.
2: First grade, okay.
7: I mean, school... Was a screwed up affair back then, you know? They had a teacher tell them, lock the classroom door and give us a little bite on which you let When you go to your recess, you go to the bathroom or your bladder will get filled up, drawing pictures on the floor and, and telling the kids, now you don't have to go home and tell your parents everything. <laughs> I mean, school was a hotbed of corruption. Yeah? yeah? another little boy talking about how he takes money, money out of his mother's purse. Uh, and then there was a graham cracker incident.
2: What was the graham cracker incident?
7: Some guy who passed out the graham crackers for some reason was nibbling on the corner of my cracker. Oh. And I don't know how long he was doing it, but another kid turned him in.
2: For nibbling. It,
7: it, Oh and then we had we went to the aquarium or something and the alligators, were um, they alligator or crocodiles? I don't know. Some kid dropped his lunch into the alligator crocodile man and he wanted to jump down into to get that lunch back. He wanted to go, actually go over and get, go, jump down. And the teacher said, um, no, no, you don't have to do that. The other kids will share your lunch with
4: you. Oh.
7: Now look, you've seen the way I'm built. Do you look like, do you think I've shared my lunch with anybody? I, I,
2: I, I mean, I would, if I had enough food, I would share, but I, I was I did. but um But, um, what, what year were you in grammar school here? Were we talking the 50s or the 60s? I, I have no idea how old you are. You're ageless to me, sweetie.
7: Well, let me say, when I was a kid, you could walk into a pet store and buy a monkey. What? What? And you can buy an alligator, too,
2: because we had a couple of... Where did you grow up? Did you grow up in California? Good old San Francisco. You grew up in San... You were born and raised in San Francisco. At that time,
7: you can go into a pet store and buy yourself a monkey. You go in the pet store and you can buy yourself an alligator. That's insane.
2: So what year are we talking about? In the stone ages. Yeah, I know, but like... So when the Summer of Love happened in 69... Were you having sex yet, or were you not? I'm trying what to pinpoint your I'm age. Sex well, because at, I'm just wondering sex. how old you were. It might be of yesterday.
7: I called up for some business, and the woman addressed me as Mrs. And I don't like to be addressed as Mrs. Because I'm not a Mrs. Right, of course and, not.
2: And Have you it. ever been married?
7: Hell no. You've never been married? Wow. Why
2: would I want
7: to go to modern-day slavery?
2: No, no, no. I completely agree with you, Gail. I, I'll i never get married again. It's absolutely modern-day oh, slavery. Oh, you've been married. That, you know where Yeah, I'm divorced. It is. No, I know exactly. It is it is definitely modern-day slavery. It's a it's a contract that you enter into only well, if you how can want to Well, they
7: get to the fuck money? around 100 people but you
2: don't. Uh, well, I don't,
7: I don't? I mean, so anyway, it's 2018 and this woman called me Mrs. <sighs> and I'm not a Mrs. If I was a Mrs., okay. But, but, but for me, it all All played into the the thing that uh, to be validated, you have to have a husband, you have to be, and then what got me? I was talking to Social Security, and they told me, "Do you have cooking facilities?" Oh, like I said.
2: Like the It depends. but well, no, that makes that a point. difference on your food stamps. If you have, cook- if you don't have cooking facilities, you get a little bit more on food stamps, and you um, get hot stamps instead of just the cold ones.
7: Well, they were making like, like that's a luxury. And then I made an appointment to call up the Social Security, and they called me up, and I was telling them my impression of that comment that the other one made, and she was saying something about, if I understand correctly, so that is a luxury for some people to have cooking facilities which is a bunch of bullshit. This is supposed to be America. Hey, let's get to
4: our
2: politicians here. The
7: guy that pulled down his pants. Yeah, yeah he's do you
2: definitely- You see the caliber of people that are running the country. Well, and I was, we were talking earlier about Im- impeaching Trump, and I've always said it's very scary to impeach him because Wait, Pence is- the guy behind him? Right, he's a whack job. But, you know, you could have a, a crazy whack job who believes that the dinosaurs weren't real. Um, and doesn't believe in abortion. Not he's not a pro-life or he's a pro lifer not a, uh, a pro choicer But it's it's okay because if we all vote in November and we have a Democratic House and Senate, then it, once we impeach Trump, Pence is a lame I duck. are
7: not looking ahead of it. This guy is
2: crappy, but how about the other guy? Well, I found know that he wanted to put a conversion center. Right, but if we exactly, but if we if we if we elect in the midterms, if we make the House and the Senate be both Democratic, then he'll be a lame duck president. Because if we impeach Trump and Pence becomes tr- president, there's nothing he can do because he won't be able to push anything through the House or Senate. So all of his crazy whack job ideas with like the conversion camps and <laughs> and, and, and pro life. No, exactly, but you don't have to worry about him because he'll be toothless. Like, we'll we'll remove his fangs. It'll all be fine. What gets
7: me is, I think a lot of the problems in the world is people want to mind each other's business.
2: People that are your age are what?
7: People, a lot of the problems in the world, people want to get into other people's
2: business. Oh, they want to get into other people's business.
7: Yeah, Why do yeah, you yeah. just take care of yourself? If you don't want to have an abortion, that's fine. Oh, yeah, don't have one. Yeah. But then, oh, a hundred people, they can't
2: have one. Right. I, I hundred. Sweet Gail, speak the truth. Look, look
7: at this. <laughs> these, what gets me is, because I watched The View and Meghan McCain, you know, she doesn't want to have children as i understand it, that's
2: that's john mccain's daughter yes yeah
7: but she doesn't want to have children but i think she's against abortions Huh? but why is she having sex with her husband if she doesn't want to have children because it's like pick and choose because we all know well we don't all know we we should know that sex is only supposed to be a punch a function of procreation well if
2: you believe in the catholic well if she believes in
7: non-abortion right how could she believe in having sex and not becoming
2: pregnant Hey, pull out that Catch-22, Gail. You, you're you're a thinker. Yeah,
7: I'm a thinker. Well, anyway, I was also
2: saying they should send Mutiny Radio money. Yes, people should. Uh, they can go to our website, mutinyradio.fm, and hit the Donate button there. They can also write us a check and send it in the mail. Just in I the
7: mean, mail. I'm on the mind that the underdog should get some of their bones.
2: Uh, thank you. I 100% agree.
7: I'm an underdog. I'm not rolling around in a $54 million jet. I'm not going to... I'm not in Congress or in the Senate who is taking a good time like you're in a little club and not taking care of the people, you know. And the guy who runs the house is saying something about the one that got the thirty-one thousand-dollar dining room table for his office and blamed his right. wife somehow. Yeah. He's saying that public housing should be so, uh, so nice so people want to get the hell out. And they want to cut back on people's food stamps.
2: Yeah, they want it. They definitely are trying. Um,
7: when I these just- people come in office and they have those business meetings and lunches and crap, what kind of
2: food is they have? Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, and I um, I was at, this is a couple of years ago, but um, I was at, at um, Whole Foods, and you have to tell them that you're buying whatever you're buying with food stamps before you buy it. <laughs> Otherwise, you press the wrong button. It's almost like they have to publicly shame you. But I had gotten a little foie gras. It was just to put on some bread and with the cheese, and it was lovely. We were going on a picnic, and to into the park there at that Whole Foods by the by the park by Golden Gate and uh, the lady looks at me and she goes foie gras with food stamps and I'm like you know what bitch <laughs> like just because I'm poor doesn't mean I don't have good taste and it wasn't that expensive like you it, talking about duck liver yeah I'm talking about um, goose and duck well, liver goose, pate that you I can get at the Whole Foods <laughs> and it was like a three dollar slice of of goose liver pate I mean please for the calories and the price it was really actually pretty good Good, pretty good food, you know. But I was just shamed, being shamed. Well, well, they can shame. I can't shame me I'm like oh, I mean because
7: me. I know the people should be ashamed is the people running this country and they have people sleeping on the street and they have people asking you if you got like cooking facilities yeah. and mm-hmm. the money is coming I don't know Mira Breed I've been in touch
2: with her office yeah London Breed she's badass
7: and I think she's the way she I think she's real because when I called there before when there wasn't her in office a lot of times they didn't answer the phone Right. or the phone went ringing and went to the neighbor for his services. Hmm. Well, I called London Breeze office several times and each is, like, three times, it was answered by someone in their
2: office. That's exciting. I actually need to call them. I have some ideas to help out the city.
7: That um, is 6141. four six
2: one four 6141 I'm going to put it in my phone right now because uh, you know, that's great.
7: And then, well, I don't know if they changed the, the greeting because 554- last time I, you know, when they weren't there.
2: Five five four six four.
7: 6141.
2: 6141, good.
7: Yeah, that's the mirror's office. And they still have this salutation, the greeting of this is Mirror Edwin Lee. Oh,
4: <gasps> really?
7: I mean, the last time I got their voicemail. So I don't know if they're leaving it there. Well, I talked to the lady maybe Monday
8: or whatever. One, four, and she
7: one. said, well, I want to know if she addressed them what I want, you know. Uh, what I thought was corruption in government. Uh, what I called the FBI about an uh, un- American activity. Sure. And the FBI got kind of annoyed at me as far as I can tell. And the <laughs> guy said, don't call back here anymore. Stop calling here.
4: That's very funny.
7: I, mean, I, I wanted them. I had uh, vague hopes they might come over and and rust me up and take me out in handcuffs and I can get in the news media. Right. Well, I've been trying to get
2: exposed for years now. And you could leave the house. When's the last time you left the house?
7: Oh, gee, I left the house for my medical treatment. What, what, what was that last medical thing I went to? Mm. One when I'm, when they told me I'm losing my hearing. Oh. <laughs> so, anyway, I wanted to know why, and because it was because uh, it's an age thing. It's right.
2: Know? Yeah, my eyes are degenerating. I I need reading glasses I now. Got I can't
7: Oh, really? Oh, yes. Do they I send you see free? If weed? I got to I get them removed now because it's better now before I get older. And be, it's, it's, look, like I was telling the guy who did my hearing thing, you have two choices. Either you're going to get older or you're going to die. There, I, mean, there's no, I mean, you're going to have to put up with all this stuff you know yeah. and live or you're gonna die yeah. and I was telling them that I don't go for that suicide stuff No, like the guy the kid 12 years old and she killed herself
2: oh that's very because
7: some sad. assholes are bothering her
2: right because kids are bullies and they're awful yeah
7: yeah were, were you bullied as a child I told you my bathroom story I was in school and they looked over the, the stall and I was changing my sanitary napkin oh my god and they were god. saying what is she doing is she changing her diaper
2: oh my god
7: And then I looked up and said, are you having fun? Then they dragged me to the office. This is way back before gay liberation. Wow. And they were telling me, why did you say that? Why did you say that? And it took me years and years and years. To figure out they were offended, because I I was calling these children, who shouldn't have been peeking at me anyway, gay. Oh. It
4: took me
7: years to figure out that I was being persecuted as a gay person. I wasn't gay. But
2: you were having your period. I'm so confused now. You're confused because... People made fun of you because they saw you changing your pad, and they said... You, are you changing your diaper changing and you said are you gay and no, then you no, got it are you having fun are you having fun yeah were they girls or boys they were girls they were girls because boys wouldn't you didn't they didn't have unisex bathrooms back then what am i talking about
7: well talking, this is back in the Stone i Ages. was at an old-fashioned big bodice pad Plus, I got my period before the other one, so they didn't know what the hell they were looking at. But it took me years to figure out I was being persecuted for being gay when I wasn't even gay. You, even you see, gay. that's why I'm always probably, and this isn't the only time that I was perceived as gay. Uh, that's why I got a little taste of it, and that's why I think they didn't bother with gay people. What the fuck is that? Because I got a little of it, and I wasn't even...
4: I anyway. even gay.
7: You know, cause I was watching public TV and they had something called The Green Book.
2: The Green Book.
7: And it's not like The Little Red black black Book. It's not The Little Red Book
2: of Communism. It has nothing to do with Mao book. I
7: because that was for black people when, way back in the forties or whatever, or fifties, uh, it was a direct delay of where they can go to, uh, you know, get in hotels or motels and where they can eat when they traveled. Yeah. When they had, and then they had another book it was called The Address Book, and it was a little address book, and it was way back to tell gay people where gay-friendly places were.
2: Wow! Yeah. Because it was illegal. It was illegal to be gay back then. It was. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember the whole Stonewall thing in the in the '70s in New York, and it was illegal to be gay. I know. They something they arrested someone from such in
7: their, in this yeah. bar or some. I don't know, but they, I didn't, didn't know they had what they call the address book, yeah, well, which was a book of directions for people who wanted to go to different, like the Black Cat or something called the If Place. And you know, today. So anyway, I I don't care what people say about TV. And you're a teacher, too, a former teacher. A lot of people think it's it's move to time, but I've learned a lot of things off of television. Yeah.
4: But, but we anyway, gotta, we gotta let's wrap get
7: back to finances. Everyone out there, support the underdogs. Music, radio. If you wanna do something with the arts. For, I mean, you can send more money to those million singers and actors and mansions holders, but send some to Mutiny Radio. Well,
2: exactly. Instead of buying a People magazine, give that $5 to Mutiny Radio. Come on. It, who, who cares about, I don't even know who any of the stars are right now. I can't even name like a famous person right now. Uh,
7: well, Roseanne's going to be on Hannah Day. <laughs> Oh,
2: I love Roseanne. I don't have a problem with Roseanne. I also still like uh, Kathy Griffin. I don't have a problem with her either. Well, they had the lady that she insulted on the, uh, the view
7: this morning. Oh. And she does look white.
2: Roseanne said she didn't know she thought she was white. Rachel Dozal? I'm so confused. I don't know what we're talking about. But Sweet Gail, uh, gotta go. I have another uh, guest in the studio. Remember, keep
7: pushing the campaign for the underdogs.
2: Keep Mutiny Radio and Gale. S-
7: Mutiny Do Radio everything. and
2: Sweet Gail. Two underdogs at once.
7: Let's put out. Let's push that money to Gail. Forget those millionaires.
2: Absolutely.
7: Um, right,
2: bye. Bye, Gail. Bye. Okay, so that was Sweet Gale. If if you want to send Sweet Gale some free money, you can do that. You can send it to her at Sweet Gale, PO Box seven two zero zero seven six, San Francisco, California nine four one seven two. Uh, send Sweet Gale some money. She or. She lives alone uh, on a fourth-story apartment, but now she's had two knee replacements and two hip replacements, so she cannot leave the house because of the stairs. It is very, very sad. But somebody's calling me, but I am not going to answer it right now. Uh, hey, Natalie Fousey, in the house, in the hizzy. You could, yeah, we'll just, we'll just, um, if you can, can you hang out past four o'clock or how are you? Good, because we, we can do the voiceover in the four o'clock hour. Okay. Um, but this is just the second bit of Some Call Me Tim. Usually we talk about religion, but we don't have to talk about religion. Gail wasn't, she was talking about being bullied as a child, but um, yeah, here we are at the end of Some Call Me Tim. Uh, Natalie Fousey is a comedian. Uh, she's also like a real person who has real jobs and stuff like that. And... Uh, and uh, do you do you believe do you believe in God at all? Do you believe in Jesus? Uh, I am uh, currently debating
8: whether I believe in God. Yeah, God or Jesus, uh, same person.
2: Same person. <laughs> uh, but you are of Palestinian descent. Uh, Egyptian, Egyptian and Palestinian. Egyptian and yeah. Palestinian descent. So, are your family is your family Muslim or Christian? Christian. Yeah. Christian Palestinians. Uh, Coptic Orthodox Egyptian. What does that mean, Coptic uh, Orthodox?
8: Someone out there is going to know more than me about this, but uh, Coptic Orthodox is one of the oldest Christian churches established huh.
2: after the time of Christ. Wow! By disciples. And are they more stringent in some way than normal than Christianity, or is there uh, what are They're the very pre-sets? conservative, but there's. Uh, I, I'm
8: gonna. There's generally two schools schools within the Coptic Orthodox uh, community there's the Copt Orthodox who are very conservative they actually um, do math w- uh, do a mass with the female and male parties separated Wow and uh, oh. the women actually wear veils on their uh, on their head to take communion as a sign of being humble I'm probably screwing this all up all the details but uh, and then the other and then there is a less conservative more progressive, uh, Coptic church they, they refer to themselves as the Copt Catholics mm. and they're just more Roman Catholic about the traditions in the church and a little bit and less stringent that way
2: What and what do you believe
8: um, I was baptized Coptic Orthodox and then put in uh, 12 years of well, 11 years of Catholic school
2: wow so you did all the catechisms. Yeah. God is a spirit, doesn't have a body like a man? Yeah, I was confirmed. You were confirmed. So you did the whole like wearing the white outfit and marrying Jesus sort of in a small way. I don't remember too much about it. I know you had
8: to have like a sponsor and that was my brother and you had to pick another name. You didn't, you didn't uh, get to use your own name. Huh. Mine was Veronica. Okay. And Sexy. I, don't, I don't entirely remember uh, the whole process. It was huh. a long time ago. I think it
2: was in high school when I did that. Um, but you don't, I mean, you don't consider yourself a religious person now.
8: I wouldn't say that I'm hyper-religious, no. Hyper-spiritual? Uh, I guess I have some strong affinity to Christianity because I was raised that way, but I'm certainly not a practicing um, Catholic or Coptic I have a strong affinity with there being something greater than us. Right. But I'm currently uh,
2: struggling right now. So, <laughs> so are you, and, and are you, you said, I said, Do you believe, do you believe in God? Is it that the, you're grappling with the existence of a higher power right now? Or is it that the specific Judeo Christian model of one singular God or like, what's the struggle? Uh,
8: I'm not feeling particularly um how do I say uh I don't I de- I'm definitely questioning things that I was that people say like oh it's a sign like I don't oh. believe there are signs or something happened for a reason like mm. I don't I don't necessarily believe in those things like the idea of things being predestined. predestined or right. pre-de- yeah sure so I think from that point of view I'm definitely questioning uh traditional things that we were taught to believe as either God Catholics or Coptics that you
2: know that there's something written down and it's... Right, God knows every all the numbers of hairs on your head. That used to freak me out when I was little. <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, God knows all the number of hairs on my head? Like, he knows that much about me? And then my brother would pull a big section of my hair and he'd be like, how many does, does God know now how many hairs you have in your head? <laughs> I'm like, you just pulled my hair. You're a jerk.
8: Yeah, I think a lot of life is just coincidence. Oh. So um, I'm starting to really, I've been shifting into that thought process a lot more for the last decade just because life didn't turn out
2: the way so now you're like well it's coincidence
8: yeah I don't think you know things happen for a reason or you're lucky or unlucky it's just proximity doesn't equal fate yeah just in the same place at the same time yeah Yeah. I think you really have to take control and steer direction. I don't think that you can just wait and see what happens. You have to really know what you want and go after
2: it. And what do you, do you have, do you have an idea right now? Like a, a, an idea that you're striving for? Do you have like one of these sets of goals at the moment? No. Are you just (laughs) floating aimlessly? I'm floating. I feel like
8: I'm floating aimlessly right now. I'm trying to figure out my next steps.
2: Really? Yeah. But you're working. You uh, like your work? Not
8: working actually. You're not, but you were at meetings
2: today somewhere else. So that's
8: yeah. I'm am networking. Oh for work. yeah, because you're Try looking
2: for that dream next job, the next job. Yeah. What do you What do you What do you want to do? Have you thought about that at all? Uh, yeah, wanna I want to do.
8: Skills? I definitely want to get more into. Uh, sort of the sales side of things solving problems for customers and making people happy but also getting a lot more movement a lot more interaction with folks I definitely don't want to be sitting behind my desk but you've been in sales you've been in sales I've never been in sales not literally I've supported sales and I've supported companies uh to increase their revenue and look for revenue opportunities but from a from an innovation product side not from a what
2: was your major in college i'm just curious mechanical engineering wow what yeah you're an enigma you were a chemical engineering no mechanical mechanical engineering yeah wow and but you didn't become like a architect or a I mean, what is a mechanical engineer? Do you build things, right? You like yeah. do design work for, you know, systems. The pretty close. All yeah. right. Wow. <laughs>
4: uh,
2: what about you? What was your undergraduate? Uh, theater. Theater. Yeah, wow. Theater. I was, I never, I always knew I wasn't going to make any money. I was clear on that from <laughs> Just the Just signed up like, to be like, poor. Never going to, yeah, signed up to be poor. I'm like, not going to. I never.
8: remember uh, in college I was considering uh, journalism and um I talked to the VP or not the VP but the the chair of the department and he said, well, who do you think you're going to be writing for? And I said, well, I don't know. He's like, do you you mean like, you know, life or and he pulled out, you know, these big popular magazines. This was before the internet, really. Sure. I'm old. And uh, he's like, well, you know, you're never going to get here. Basically, this is like an impossible place to get, you know, one in 100,000 people make it this far or something like that. I don't remember the statistics but he did a very good job in discouraging me. Sure, And telling me that I was going to make no money. So
5: well, and I
2: mean, <laughs> journalism. He was. He was right to steer you away from that because the, that was the beginning of the end of the. De- that was the beginning of the decline of. Physical newspapers, yeah. Like there was, you know, in I don't know, ninety-seven, they moved everything from like real pagination to Quark, and then they moved everything into all computerized um, doing the newspaper, and then all of a sudden it was all on the internet, and now it's just like the death of actual newspapers. So everything's just moved to online. So being like a legitimate journalist or a newspaper person just doesn't even exist anymore as a yeah profession, hardly. Now it's all online, and the problem with online news is that everybody's so biased. The whole point of journalism back in the day is that you rep- if you represented one side, then you represented the other side equally. Otherwise, you didn't you, you didn't. The whole point was to be unbiased. And neutral, yeah. Right. And now, everything has a bias. Like, every single website has a bias. Yeah. Even who's, newspapers. It's, it's based on a bias. who's paying for it or who's sponsoring it, right? Right. Now. Even news doesn't even seem like news. It just all seems like advertisement. People only want to do, like, stories on things that have Somehow, money attached. Like you send out a PR now to get a, an article written, as opposed to absolutely true. Yeah, it's, it uh, is all
8: about money, isn't it's it? it? All about money. It's so hard to be, you know, a socialist in this capitalist world. Especially here in San Francisco, everything's so expensive. You're you're basically trained to see how you can make that extra penny just to. See if you can stay here a little bit longer. Right. Ah, San Francisco So many people are leaving in droves now, right? Because it's well, too expensive. You can't.
2: I mean, it's you if you if you have rent control, you're okay and you can never leave. Like that's that's the thing I'm scared of now is that you know everybody keeps saying, Oh, you know, do you want to move to New York or LA and do comedy and pursue it? And I'm like, No, I want to stay here. And a lot of the reason comes from the concept that if I leave, I can never come back. Like once I leave my rent control apartment. There's no way I could come back and afford anything. I'll never find something for a thousand bucks a month where I can live in a studio. That just doesn't exist here anymore. It's like three thousand bucks. Who has that? Who has three thousand dollars a month to spend on? To, I, what? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's astronomical that three thousand dollars used to be a pretty expensive monthly payment for a house. Like, my first house, the, the monthly payment was eighteen hundred for a house. And now, like, you can't even. Just, uh, it's very scary in San Francisco. Do you live in San Francisco? Proper? I do. Yeah. Wow. So that's got to be scary. When, when was your last employment stuff? <laughs> a while ago. So have you just did you or did you have tons of savings or? Uh, or
8: yeah. You, I mean, I've just I've been managing.
2: It's not yeah. been that easy. Did you have to f- cash in a four hundred and one k or something? No. No. <laughs> not was, yet. Yeah. Not yet. That's mm-hmm. what I know. A lot of people have done, but it's terrible because then you only get. Like, 33% of the value if you cash it in early.
8: Yeah. Uh, another trick that I learned is if you do have a very um, low income earning year, you can, and you have the cash in your pocket, it's actually advisable to, to shift your IRAs, your traditional IRAs, into Roths and pay the taxes now because you'll probably won't have, you won't be at that low tax bracket again. Wow. In the future. wow. Interesting. So. <gasps> But you have to have the cash to pay the taxes. But you'll be doing yourself a favor, and when you retire, wow! Because but once you retire, you don't have to pay the taxes, anyways. No, you do if it's a traditional IRA and you're putting money in pre-tax. You actually oh, pay the taxes later when oh, you take I it out. But it you're was all
2: pre-tax.
8: Only the the Roth is after-tax, so
2: that when you take it out, you don't pay oh, you don't taxes on it. Don't pay any taxes on growth it. Growth, right? That stuff trips me out because they they so want they want to double they want you to they want to double dip you like. It's the same thing where what if your parents paid taxes all their lives and then they leave you money, but now you have to pay capital gains on it. So you have to pay taxes on the money that they earned. I know. It's like, it's just, it's, it's, just, it's they, they get you. The they, government's going to get you every time. They, they always get you every time. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, um, just because I own the, the station here now, I, Paid taxes for the first time in ten years. Do you fully I, own this? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, my name's on the business license and everything. So, um, is it multiple p-
8: people or just a nope, sole proprietorship? Just now? sole proprietorship. That is so awesome. It is so scary. And <laughs> when did
2: you When did you pick that up? Uh, so, last year was the first year I paid taxes, but it was I, I put my name on the business license um, just before twenty so the end of twenty sixteen. So, twenty seventeen was the first year that I had to get an account and pay taxes and, and deal with all that. And this. This was the craziest thing. Taxes aren't a business expense. So you have to write <laughs> no, the <they're> check. <laughs> you have to <laughs> write the t- I had to write the check to the government from the Newton radio account and pay the taxes, but I can't write that off next year. I can't write taxes off on next year's c- accounts even though it's a business expense, but it's not. And I'm like, taxes are just taxes. Yes. How can they not be written off as a business expense? It's literally a business expense. A comedy, I just don't understand needs anything. Needs it's been a it's been a steep learning curve for me to be like, what are the, what, how does the world work? All right? Like, Do you,
8: <laughs> you get to write off your fees to your
2: accountant?
6: Yes. That, but not the, that year. The following year. Are you tired year. of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a paddle? The internet ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat.
8: summertime and we're ready to groove in the mission for the sixth annual noise pop block party. It's free Saturday, August 18th from noon to 6 p.m. with bands Empress of Jeff Rosenstock, the Maria's, the She's, Small Crush, the Total Betty's and more. Come to Mutiny Radio for special programming all afternoon, including live comics, karaoke on the radio for donations and interviews with main stage bands. Bring your family, friends, neighbors and dogs on August August 18th to benefit Mission Language and Vocational School, and celebrate the peak of sunshine. For more info, check out the Noise Pop Block Party website at www.20thstreetblockparty.com.
6: excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody.